It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. It is Thanksgiving week 2022. And gentlemen, I am here to declare one thing before we get started of all the things we're going to talk about. Maryland basketball is back. 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 23rd in the country, 5-0, and all five wins by double digits. Absolutely beat the pants off St. Louis and Miami. 100-burger, <clears throat> right? Did not no. get Hondo. Close. Did not Hondo. Got to 88, got in the cool. 90s in the uh, – looked like a potential Hondo burger in the first game. Incredible stuff. And I want people to know that listen to this show. Come on down to the Xfinity Center in the next couple weeks. The Terps host Illinois on a Friday. They host UCLA on a Wednesday. Should sound like an old-school Maryland crowd again is what I believe. Is what I believe should happen, and I hope the people can put some time into doing that. What a team. The UCLA game being on a Wednesday is kind of a bummer. I mean, obviously, like, you can't. If it was a Friday or Saturday, that place would be rocking. Wednesday Tough should be situation because but... it's right around exams. So they had to get the game in like right before they go off for exams, and you can't play mm-hmm. during exams. So, and but Illinois got... on a Friday. I mean, Illinois is a top twenty team, and they definitely want to make it at nine p.m. to accommodate the UCLA crowd. So it's a it's a late game in College Park. So nah, yeah, which does make it from a from a traffic perspective does honestly probably make it easier for people to get to the game. Yeah, it oh makes yeah, it a late night, but it's no uh, longer trade off. Yeah. Trade-offs the, in the back end. Did you guys watch any of the Terps this weekend? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. So little. The boys. Takeaways. I, I like the video of Willard in the, the locker room being like, what was he saying? Awesome he like, video. He was like, no, 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 no. Like, we're not doing this. Like, we're not doing this. And then they were just like, fuck, fuck it. it. Like, we're going. It, and it, it seems like they really like him. It seems like they really, really, really enjoy him. So, yeah, they definitely <laughs> seem very bought in there. Um I love that he was like, this is just a nice trophy for the office. We're going for bigger things. That's just, yeah. that's injected, injected into the main stuff for Maryland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Takeaways, though. Let's see. Um, I did watch the game before. Uh, what was the, who'd they play? It, Binghamton. Uh, Binghamton. I knew it was like a New York area school. Um, Julian Reese looked like an absolute man possessed Juju. against that team. But of course, you know, okay, it's a small school. They just don't have somebody that matches up against him physically. So I was kind of keyed in on watching him in those following two games against St. Louis and Miami, and he just continued to be a, a big boy inside. Like, he's a great upcoming player. I think he's making that sophomore jump. Uh, Dante Scott obviously looks great with the weight he's lost. He looks athletic. He's throwing things down. Um, and they started to hit some threes, which they weren't necessarily doing against Binghamton and some of those other um, – you know, games against cupcake teams. So, um, yeah. And defensively, they've got juice. They, they they know what they're doing. They seem like they're they're playing like a unit. And then offensively, it just looks like they have a semblance of like what they want to accomplish on possessions. You know what I mean? It just looks like they're just they have a game plan on every possession in terms of what they want to do. They don't just like have one guy moving around and then dribbling out the shot clock. And then they just seem like well thought out possessions. So, I mean, we want to leave the past in the past and this isn't to like knock anybody else down, but that seems like a night and day difference between the Terps we've seen the last handful of years. And so far in this small sample size. 
and it feels like the energy on the defensive end fuels the energy on the offensive end. Like they yeah. get after it defensively early and early and often from the opening whistle, and it just and and they finally sort of showed off a little bit more efficiency offensively in these last two games, where they really weren't hitting any outside shots. And as you said, Banks in the first few, and that was fine against those teams. You can get in the paint, you can just dominate them because you have more athletic athleticism, you have more talent. But against you know. St. Louis team that everyone thinks is going to be in the NCAA tournament. And Miami is a team that Jim Laranaga gets on the bubble or over every single year that was in the Sweet 16 last year. Um, it's very nice. Two results. And I, I texted you guys during the Binghamton game. And again, like we've said, it's just Binghamton. Um, <clears throat> but like Willard, I, I mean, him on the sideline, I, we're used to Turgeon again, you know, kind of pointing and yelling and doing everything. And it seemed like Willard kind of was just you know, they'd call their play or their set or whatever, and he just lets him go. He's not yelling. He's not screaming. He's not pointing. He's not doing any of that stuff. Um, so, again, just like I said, it seems like the guys like him. They trust him. And and like you said, things are going smoothly. Like, you're not getting those bumps that you would maybe think you're getting in the first couple games of a new head coach with, you know, a, t- a team that has some guys who have been there for a while. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Juju looks good. He looks taller, too. It, it has to be his hair. Um, he looks bigger. Like you said, Dante Scott is just like a physical freak. Um, and it does seem like he's been there for a while. My buddy was like, that guy played like with, with, um, with like Gravis and you couldn't convince him otherwise. I don't think he's that old, but, um, I'm excited again. I mean, it, it's, I think it took Turgeon or it took Willard, what, five games to get ranked. It took Turgeon four years. I think I saw four seasons, something like that. And obviously much, yep. much different situations, um, with, with the way, you know, the team's with the team that they came into. But again, I mean, I don't know how you can't not be excited. And you, you were still getting the people being like, Oh, we'll wait till big 10 play. Wait till... Like, j- just have fun with this. Like this is, this is fun right now. Like we didn't, there were no expectations coming into the season. You blink and now they're 23rd in the country. It's like, just have some fun. Enjoy this. And again, it's like, you can, it's, it's okay to be like, Hey, this is fun. And you know, Willard seems like he's doing a good job right now. Maybe they'll lose nine of their next 10 big 10 games. That's fine. It's whatever. Again, like just, take this and go with it. Like this is, this seems like it's going to be a fun, a fun team, a fun season. And and again, it started off, it started off very well. Uh, you know, couldn't, couldn't start off any hotter. So, and like you said, with like marquee matchups coming up too, like these are big names coming into the building. So it's going to be, it's going to be. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if like, if you're like a New York area fan, they have Tennessee at Barclays in a few weeks. It's like a very fun schedule. It's interesting. Two things I'll say having watched every game except for Sunday. Cause I was, I had other Maryland duties. So I was unable to, um, they Dante Scott really one of his big struggles last season was he lost the outside shot. He, he totally lost his ability to shoot the three, which was a little bit of a moneymaker for him in the COVID year. Um, and he shot the ball pretty well as a freshman as well. He really lost his jumper. And I think that affected all parts of his game. He didn't shoot it great the first two games. He's now, you know, shot it really well from everywhere. He's over 50% for the field. He's over 40% from three on the season. Um, he's got Matt back. And if he's going to shoot like that for the entire year, they really have some pieces in place with Don Carey, who should be a, you know, 37 to 40% three-point shooter. Hakeem Hart, who's gotten better as a shooter every single year. Shreem is a little streaky, but can also shoot to really spread the floor around Julian Reese. I mean, do a bunch of different things. The other thing is in an era where they talk about positionless basketball, and I'm not saying the that Terps don't have a ton of flexibility with size and things like that. They almost weirdly have traditional players at all five spots. Like 
Jameer Young is clearly a point guard. Don Carey is a shooting guard in a world where everybody is a combo guard. Hakeem Hart is a like perfect three, like he who can also handle the ball, so he can do ball handling duties, but he's like your three. Dante Scott is the perfect modern game power forward in college. He's six eight. He can defend the post, but he can step out and shoot. And then Julian Reese in this day and age, where he maybe it's a power four, and maybe he's a four at the next level, probably a center at the next level because how it goes, he's your center and he's like your rock. The question is, do they have depth? And you know they've gotten some decent contributions from guys off the bench so far, but I think that five, that top five, if those guys stay out of foul trouble, is just a really, really good five, and they've gotten some good minutes from Jahar Young backing up at the point. Um, Patrick Millian's a guy that plays really hard. It that's fills in in the post there. Um, so they've put together, you know, Coach Wood has put together a starting five in his opening season that it feels like he can go out there and kind of throw a lot of different things at you in terms of who's going to be the guy on that given night. It gives them a lot of different options. Um, and I think it's, that's been really awesome to see. And the offense has been super efficient. And like I said before, They've just very much gotten after it defensively. And I think you're a Maryland fan. You see that type of defensive intensity. I think that's something that you're like, okay, even in the, even in the games where, you know, maybe the offense is not going as well, we can hang our hat on this part of the game. Like we can really defend and, and that can help you win some of the sloggy big 10 games against Mm -hmm. Wisconsin Wisconsin. and, and some of the, and and Minnesota and Penn state where even if you've got to win at 51, 49, you can win that game because you can really lock it down on the other end, or you can beat a team like Iowa who really gets up and down and plays well offensively because you're able to shut them down. Um, I think that's a, a really good place to start in your first season because that's going to travel every single year, no matter what your personnel is, your defensive intensity. Whether you can be as good as they are, we'll see. But um, like you said, RDT, I mean, they could go through a stretch here where they struggle, and and that's fine. But I think you're you're, you're seeing an identity formed, and that's something that is just so, – we talk about that like almost with the Orioles, where like you see like them bought in on a certain culture and identity and philosophy, and it seems like Kevin Willard has done that in a very short order with a roster where he – inherited most of the players or brought them in from the outside. It's not like, I think the, the only guy he coached prior to this is Jahari Long, who was at uh, Seton Hall, but it's not like four Seton Hall guys transferred down here or something to like, you know, he has got, he's recruited some of these guys, but to come in and 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 bring them all together is, is pretty cool. And it's a lot of local guys too. I mean, you have three guys from Maryland in the starting lineup. The other two guys are from Philly. Um, so that's a cool bit as well. And that's the thing. I mean, we've talked about that for years, not just in basketball, but it's like, you know, football obviously is the big one, but like get these homegrown guys, keep them here. Like, let's just keep them here. Like the good things happen when, when the kids stay home. So, and they've got three lines. Yeah. Up. It's one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was really good recruiting yeah. class. Next year's recruiting class, which we, I, when we talked previously around basketball kind of hinted at because you, you, I technically obviously as a play can't talk about it, but you know, you have those three guys, um, Deshaun Harris Smith, uh, Jamie Kaiser and John Lamoth, uh, John Lamoth from Baltimore and Kaiser and, and DHS are both from sort of like the Fairfax or the Virginia area. Um, it's huge, huge to get all those guys in and all right now are powerhouse high schools. Kaiser's at IMG. Um, Lamoth is at St. Francis and uh, DHS is at, at Paul the fifth. So you're kind of getting those inroads into the the big high schools and the big AAU teams. They're all from, from, you know, team takeover and team Durant and those type of places. So, um, it's been a nice three months for Kevin Willard, and I hope it continues because, as we've talked about on here before, I think the area 
is much more fun when Maryland basketball is good. I think there's just a little bit more of a connection throughout the entire region than like the Wizards would bring if they were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of becomes the area's basketball team that if you're in DC you can kind of connect with it. And right now, I mean, Georgetown is terrible. So if you're, it's really an opportunity to kind of take, you know, people who maybe would lean towards the Georgetown, uh, make them Maryland fans. Then I think obviously in Baltimore, Eastern Shore, those people are all leaning towards Maryland anyway. So been a fun few weeks and and bigger bigger fish to fry for the Terps, but very very fun so far. And they um they they got Coppin on Friday the the Juan Dixon Bowl and then, the Juan Dixon Bowl yeah. And then I mean <laughs> we we always used to crap on the ACC Big Ten being like you know give us Duke give us UNC we got the perfect perfect opponent this year. I mean you I could mean, not have pick a better team. <laughs> I mean, Louisville is there. It's it's legitimately ugly and it's fat. It's fascinating. It's actually fascinating. And then we'll we'll jump into the Ravens, but this is kind of interesting. I think to talk about for like, you talk about two schools that are basketball schools, Louisville and Louisville, Louisville and Kentucky and Kentucky. They're rivals. Both that those are basketball schools. Like there's no doubt about it, but whatever. Kentucky's played pretty well in football. Louisville had Lamar Jackson. They're basketball schools. Right now, Louisville, I watched their game last night. It it's tough. Like they Arkansas went like on a 24 to nothing run or something and just ran them out of the Maui, you know, the Lackawanna Civic Center. And then today they were down like 30 in the first half. Yeah, it's bad. Who's their coach? And then there? Kentucky. It's Kenny Payne, who was an alum, who's an was an assistant with the Knicks. Danny Manning is there as an assistant, the former oh, Allen interim head coach. Danny, as as is Nolan Smith, former Duke player. Good. So they have Good. kind of interesting staff, and um, and then Kentucky has lost to Michigan State, and then lost to Gonzaga, and everyone's mad at Calipari. Damn, you so hate to very, see that too. That sucks. Yeah, you hate to see that. Yeah. So. Two interesting Man. situations, but yeah, I mean, it's also a weird, like, trappy game because you have AC Big Ten. They're back at home. They're kind of fighting for the for their pride. They have mm-hmm. anything in the in there. They're going to come out and play really hard in that game. The Danny Manning revenge building. game. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Technically, but fired up. I think he uh, left you on um, good terms, though. He did. He did. I mean, I think he did a nice job sorting a tough situation. Oh, hundred percent. The Baltimore Football Ravens. You guys did a um, did an instant analysis podcast that people should go listen to on Sunday. My apologies for not being able to see it. I saw zero point zero of the game as I was in Ithaca, New York, in eight degree real field. Unfortunately, watching the my Maryland soccer Terrapins lose to Cornell two to one to be eliminated from the NCAA tournament. Shout out to the fellas, great a good great season, Big Ten champions, and a, a very good group of people. So um, tough one to to stomach, and we but. If you want to hear your guys' analysis on the game, um, make sure to go back and listen. I went through and watched the highlights today. I mean, I guess it's just one of those where you just sort of flush it and you move on with the win. But you would have hoped that was more impressive. Tough weather conditions and the defense continues to be good. I think as we've talked about the last few weeks, and I'll let you guys expand on this take if you would like, this feels like now a defense first group. And if they make that their identity and can get the offense just a little more in gear, I think they're going to be tough to beat. Any thoughts? Yeah. No, you're, you, you, the way you summed it up was exactly what we had said in the podcast. Like 
Win is a win. We're so in tune. We're just so in sync. It's Timberlake. It's Shazé. It's the other guy. Lance Bass. We'll let you guys determine who's all, who's which in sync member. We're so in sync. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, again, you take it, you move on. You, 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 you just kind of, you, there's nothing that you really take away from that film except for, um, um, the wide receiver play from Demarcus Robinson. Is that his name? Correct. Um, and again, mm-hmm. Banks and I talked, Banks and I talked about it. Um, Again, you would have hoped that they put on a better show against a team that that is really, really struggling. And again, it's like DJ Moore at 24 yards receiving, Deontay Foreman at 24 yards rushing. It's like if you do that, you're going to beat them every time, and it doesn't take much. Um, but yeah, the, the defense is really rounding into form. Um, and I, I I went back and I watched some of the highlights too. And it, like we said, it was like a it was a Banks's term. It was a rock fight up until eight minutes left in the game, and then it was like oh. Then the Panthers were like, that's right. We're not supposed to be here. And they just Baker was Baker and Marlon got his pick. And um, Peters had the one, you know, the strip. And then and then it was just over from there. And like we said, it turned into like, man, the Ravens may win this like six to three or like, you know, nine to six or something like that into like, oh, the Ravens may cover this this spread right now. So, yeah, again, it's it's the defense is playing very well. The offense is struggling. I don't think that's that's um, a secret or anything, but you got to hope that, you know, Andrew is going to get healthier. They're going to get some of their guys back eventually. And, you know, maybe they'll round into form. But like you said, you could not ask for more than than what the defense is giving you right now. Roquan and, and Patrick Queen are, I mean, they're they're unbelievable right now. They're, they're playing yeah. fantastic. Patrick Queen especially. And, again, you can directly complement that to the Roquan Smith trade. Yeah, and I think Kyle Hamilton has really elevated. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the talk of, the, of Twitter today, even with the – impending injury that I don't know that we have an update on, but I was going to say, is there anything on that? I know it's still early in the week. Still, you know, nothing definitive or anything. It doesn't sound like it's serious, all things considered, but I think my entire timeline has been filled up with like pro football focus. Like he's the number one, this number 15 of all players the entire year. Like just, just like all these kinds of things that, um, you know, you can, take PFF with a grain of salt or you could, you know, take it as your Bible, but um, he's definitely showing things mid game where he's just like, wow, that play just got blown up because he just dominated the wide receiver trying to block him. I mean, he put DJ Moore on the ground on multiple occasions there and DJ Moore has every reason to kind of just go through the motions and not really expect a safety to blow through him. But that's the kind of player that Kyle Hamilton is Um, in terms of like the offense and the listless performance, like the points output was pretty pitiful. Um, I mean, their only touchdown was on a short field. Um, and the overall, they didn't move the ball all that great. But I think it was one of those games where they, any drives they started to put together, they just made one fatal mistake to kind of kill the drive. Like they, numerous drives ended on the fringes of field goal range, or they got into field goal range and then they took a holding penalty or a sack or just like, just a lot of dumb shit that's kind of fixable. Um, so it's one of those things where you're a little bit on alert because the offense has not, especially the passing game, has really struggled for the past month and change. Um, and Sunday's performance did absolutely nothing to kind of put that to rest. Um, and the run game didn't perform the way that it has the last, you know, the run game has really bailed them out for to a large extent. And they didn't do that all that much on Sunday either, but, um, it, yeah, it's just kind of one of those games where you, you kind of want to move on from it and not overthink it. Um, but yeah, like 
the game was close and it was three, three. And you're just like, Holy shit. Like, why are we, why is this still a game? Because if you watch the game flow and you watch the game, you're like, okay, the Ravens are the better team here at some point, you know, they're going to win out and do their thing. And then really it was like a, um, a strip, the strip by Peters that, that made the, the difference to kind of put them in control and in position of the game, which when you were, you're in a game like that, you're holding your breath as the Ravens, hoping the Panthers don't make some, you know, freakish, you know, impact game turning play. And we're the ones who did it. Um, so uh at that like you said eric like at that point it was it was like panthers were like oh what what are we doing here that's right we're the panthers we are the panthers and they just folded Mm -hmm. um so not a game that you're gonna walk away from feeling too excited about but again like the defense was fucking awesome and they've been awesome for a lot of weeks now like no team has gained more than 350 yards against them since the Miami game, they're averaging, they're giving up like 278 per game since that Miami game. That would rank second in the league if you were to just compare it against the, you know, the year-long averages. Um, they're third in points if you kind of look at it in the same same vein. So, like, this defense is playing at a level in which you don't need your offense to be the offense that we saw the first month of the season, per se. But you know that offense is in them, or at least a shell of it. You know, Rashad Bateman not being there hurts, but like you've got the potential of a great offense in there somewhere. And as long as the defense continues to play the way that they have the past like eight weeks, they're going to give the Ravens a ton of chances to win any game that they're in. Um, So, I mean, we've got the schedule in front of us. We all know it. And we're just going to try to, you know, get to the finish line at 13 and four, 14, three, whatever and see where the chips fall. And then you go into the tournament and, uh, and just see what happens. And the Ravens have a good, as good a team as anybody's. So that's where we're at. This is a really rough performance with you talking as a dog just walks all over you. And it's now <laughs> yeah, he's, looking at the screen. This is electric the camera stuff. as we speak. Yeah. He's, he's no, doing I, what he does. I, I think you're absolutely right in the sense that there feels like a path towards the cliche of, you know, if we can put both together at the same time, it has the look of a team that can go really, really far in the playoffs. And that's a good thing to have. You know, both halves have both halves of the, you know, both sides of the team have shown the ability to perform at a super high level. Um, and I think the de- the defensive questions were there. I, I want to talk specifically about Kyle Hamilton. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to see much of what he did Sunday, but I just want to give us some props. You know, we, we give each, we give, ourselves props a, a fair amount on this show at times, but that freaked out about Kyle Hamilton in the first three or four weeks of the year. This is a great lesson in allow the rookie to figure it out. Like it was going to take some time. He had to figure out a role with, you know, the starting safeties clearly defined at the beginning of the year. They were trying to figure out how to use him best. And now he looks like, this, you know, the is this guy one of the top five best players in the draft, but he's not getting taken because he's a safety kind of guy that the Ravens got lower than they should. Like, people should need to just be patient. Like, just be patient. And this guy looks like someone that could be at the center of things for them for a decade, which is awesome. And it's the same thing now with Patrick Queen. I think, you know, maybe Patrick Queen by himself now a few years in it's not going to be like 
a first team all pro like everyone wants every middle linebacker that's ever been drafted by the Ravens to be. But they found the guy next to him that unleashes his best potential and you see the type of havoc he can wreck. It's like the steadiness of Roquan Smith allows the havoc of Patrick Queen and that is a very, very good recipe for the Ravens in the middle of the field um, behind a, a defensive line that I think has been pretty solid all season long. And that's what, you know, and we've, we've talked about the secondary talent. It was all about figuring out those other pieces. And now you see a Ravens defense that's, that's really flourishing. And like you said, you get a couple more guys. You know, Mark Andrews just came back. You, you know, they, they found a little bit in likely when he was on. If you can get that combination back together and you can eventually, you know, figure out the wide receiver position, however you may be the Ravens look like a really, and maybe that's just going to be your weakness, you know, whatever. Every team's got a, some weakness. So they've just got to, they just got to, you know, keep getting, you know, getting better on offense. And if that offense could do anything behind this defense, I think they're going to be a really big contender with looking at the AFC. You just continue. I don't see a team of the Ravens. If they can put it all together, can't beat. There isn't like that, that juggernaut team out there, you know, even the, you know, uh, people have thrown the bills in there and they've you know kind of come back to the pack. They're in the chiefs out there. You watch them. They look beatable. So it, it feels wide open and it feels wide open really in both conferences. I think it's going to be a, a total crapshoot when we get into the postseason of who's going to come out of either one of these, of these leagues. I really, I really don't think there's like, you know, the 14 and even, even the Eagles who, you know, have the great record. You're, you're not, they're, they're not more than, you know, a touchdown favorite against anybody that they're going to bring in the first week of the playoffs. Probably. I mean, maybe if they end up, you know, whatever, 15 and one or 16 and one or whatever it would be. Um, I don't know. You, you did talk about the havoc. Like we can all see the havoc that Patrick queen is, is causing. There's one person on this podcast who cannot see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't was up with that. It's, it's not. Yeah. Taylor, did you, are you aware of this? I was aware of that. I did. I did uh, read that social media. I meant to text you guys in our group chat about it, but I. Uh, I did not. But I did read any, that that news. Have any update? Is there any? I don't think so. Uh, so for reason. those who who aren't in tune with what we're talking about, Patrick Queen blocked me on Twitter. I haven't. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever said anything bad about him, other than maybe once earlier this season I put a funny gif up of him of like the kid whiffing on catching a bouncy ball. Cause he was dropping interceptions left and right. Like, I mean, that's just, we're going to do some jokes on the internet. It's like, sorry, but other than, like, I have not really been all that critical of him. Many people have been, and mm-hmm. I don't know, like those criticisms haven't necessarily always been off base, but big picture. Like I think um, people have noticed a few of his bad plays and haven't really, accepted or given credit to his great plays and he's made a lot a lot a lot of great plays recently and yeah it's you know Roquan Swift plays into that a bit but he was playing great in weeks leading up to that trade too and Mm. I I do think Kyle Hamilton's like a factor in that too because Hamilton is you know he's listed as a safety but he's maybe playing a third of his snaps in that position like he's playing in the slot he's playing you know, off the edge a little bit, you know, he's blitzing, like he's doing all kinds of different things. Like he's, he's a utility knife. Like he does everything. So 
Um, I think that there's just an attitude between, you know, those three we're talking about now, Kyle Hamilton, Roquan Smith, and Patrick Queen. They're just flying to the football right now. And then you know what Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey are capable, you know, covering outside. You know you've got Marcus Williams on the way. And then the front four have been awesome, where you've also got this mixture of, um, you know, accomplished veterans and uh, young pass rushers that are rotating in and out that are staying fresh. You're getting David Ojabo in the mix there, but like Tyus Bowser was one of the best players on the field quietly on Sunday. And, um, you know, Clyce Campbell, I feel like is always, you're always laughing at him because he's like chasing a quarterback at six, nine. And they're just like, Oh fuck, I better like, I have to get rid of this because there's no avoiding this mammoth of a man. And then, you know, Always not necessarily getting after the quarterback, but he's being disruptive. He's doing some things. It's not showing up on the stat sheet. And JPP has made his imprint. Like he had the pick towards the end of that game. So um, there's just so many guys on defense that you can't even fit them all on the field at a given point in time, but they're just rotating in and out. And I just don't know how you game plan for it. It's just an embarrassment of riches. He's got, you know, Mike McDonald has all the toys in the world and he's, he deserves a ton of credit for what he's turned around from those early performances. He's another guy. You're doing a great job. People, people again, like you said, have really crapped on queen. Um, and same thing with Hamilton. My, you know, people were ready to give him back to, to Michigan two weeks in after the dolphins game being like, this isn't working. That's not, you know, he's not wink, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you, you can't overreact to this stuff. And again, and you can see why it's like, it takes time for guys to mesh. It takes time for them to, get comfortable, get healthy, stuff like that. And now it's like, oh, now you're seeing, oh, yeah, that's why, this is why they brought him in. This is why they get the guys like a, you know, a kid genius. So it's like, maybe don't overreact after two weeks, everyone. Like, shit happens, guys get hurt. And again, people, you just get more comfortable. So yeah, he, again, McDonald was ready to, they were ready to tie him to one of the boats in the Inner Harbor and just send him back. And he has shut everybody up. It's huge. It's big time. And this should be another game that the Ravens control from start to finish this week. Three and seven Jaguars, seven and three Ravens in Jacksonville, one o'clock Sunday. You guys get want to guess the announcers? Did you see it? I did Didn't not see, see it. it. Go ahead. CBS. Gumble. No. Okay. Who'd they have? Who'd they have last week? They had a Fox crew last week. That's right. Um, Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, 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 oh, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. I don't know. I have his name. Uh, uh, I, oh, I don't know. God, this is tough. Go. Who is it? It is Andrew Catalan That's and James Lofton. I was going to say Catalan. It's 100% what I was going to say. Damn it. Yeah. There you have it. Well, well also, remember when. We were like two weeks into the season, like Jags are real. Jags are winning this division. Mm. Yeah. Same old Jags. <laughs> they absolutely stink. I love, I love the Jags so much, man. They're 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 my favorite thing. Well, everything about the AFC South is my favorite, but God bless the Jags. You are a man of the AFC South. Now the You're Ravens on, are only four point favorites here. That should be noted. They've they've got skill guys. They've got I, good I just, players. I just don't, I just don't agree. I think they stink. 
I don't. I could be wrong. Good. They no, they do. I think they do stink, but they've got guys like Etn is. Uh, Etn is is awesome, and and yeah, uh, yeah he is. We've said this the last couple of weeks, like, oh, you got to be careful because you know, X team has a running back <clears throat> who can come out of the backfield, catch the ball, and he can, you know, he'll make guys miss, and then the Ravens just absolutely shut them down. So it's like, okay, well, now, now we'll see. Um, again, I mean, I think this is a game where you want Trevor Lawrence to throw the ball. You want him to be throwing the ball 35, 38 times because if he throws the ball more than 35 times, the Ravens have two picks. It's just, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just, that that's, that's going to happen. If he throws the ball like 15 to 18 times, then I think the Ravens are in trouble because, again, that means they're likely pounding the rock um, or, you know, just getting some defensive scores or something. But, again, Christian Kirk... I don't think Marlon Humphrey is like tossing and turning at night thinking about Christian Kirk. Um, or again, any anyone else. Evan Ingram doesn't really scare you. ETN really, really is the only guy on that team that is like you you gotta circle him. You gotta find him before, you know, every play. Um, and even on the defense, who who they draft number one? Trayvon Walker, was that his name? Um, dude out of Georgia. He's really the only name on that defense. That it doesn't you know, I, not, nothing about the Jags really scares me or, you know, should scare any Ravens fans. I, I think this this is going to be, I think, a walk in the park. But again, like Banks, like you and I talked about, all they do is play weird games against the Jags. That's all they do. The face mask game um, with no time left on the clock, the the London game. Um, there was a Monday night one in like 2011. Monday night one where Ray, Ray Lewis got, uh, Did Ray? No, that was the Seahawks, I think. Um, I remember the Monday night one. It was like nine to three or something. It was like an LSU Alabama so game. So gross. Really bad. Really bad. Yeah, but I, I don't. That that line doesn't really match up. Again, I think they have some skill, but I don't think they're very good at all. Now I'm kind of on my toes. You seem a little nervous. You see a little nervous by the four and a half, Banks. Yeah, like I. It's not about necessarily winning the game. I just don't know that it's going to be a romp. Um, just you, you still have the taste of us not taking care of a probably a lesser Carolina team, um, at home, yep. and now you go on a road, yep. um, and you look down the schedule at what the Jaguars have done. So they've got seven losses. They lost by six to Washington. They lost by eight to Philly. They lost by seven to Houston. They lost by seven to the Colts. They lost by six to the Giants. They lost by four to Denver. And they lost by ten to Kansas City. So they've only lost one game by both. You know by two scores and it was to it was in Kansas City against a team that's I mean for my money it's the best team in the league Kansas City right now has probably the rights to call themselves the best team at least in the AFC so um you kind of look at that picture like that and it's like this team is not just going to roll over I mean they they have a plus 11 point differential which is kind of stunning so there's there's you know a bunch of teams in the league that you look at and you're like, oh, that's a good football team, and they can't say the same thing. I mean, the Vikings have negative point differential. So, I mean, maybe that just goes to show that that means nothing. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit of a – it might be another messy one. Closer than the experts think, to quote Lee Corso. I think it'll be – I think the Ravens will win by a touchdown. But I don't know that it's going to be a walk in the park. Sure. Predictions for this one. Banks, you can start it off. Uh, Ravens 20, Jaguars 13. 
I'll say 27-10 Ravens. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 23-7. One o'clock Sunday after a just a fiesta of sports happening this week. Tons of college football, the World Cup, um, NFL football. You have all your NBA and NHL going on. Incredible time. College basketball feast week. Incredible time of the year. Incredible time of the year. And uh, that time of the year factors into our starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Fed Thrill, it's it's holiday season. What do you, whatever occasion you're trying to get a gift for, use 20% off. Or excuse me, use the promo code X52 to get 20% off your Fed Thrill sunglasses. I, I saw they're doing some Black Friday and Cyber Monday stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. make sure to check in. I'm sure, some good deals there as well. So go to their social media, their website, all those type of things, and, and buy your sunglasses. We last week before we taped the show, we started watching PTI's Turkeys of the Year which is something that Pardon the Interruption does every year, kind of under the radar on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, that like when you're in middle school and high school, like all of us were when this show was like really coming up, um, was like a perfect time to like you got back from school or you were off or whatever and you watched the Turkeys of the Year. I am now recording PTI tomorrow on my Fubo TV <laughs> to make sure that I see the Turkeys of the Year. I, I think I'm going to do that too. Um, I actually turned on PTI today to make sure I didn't miss it. Kornheiser was in garb, but they did not do the turkeys of the year. Um, so obviously I, it's normally Wednesday. So I was just making sure I didn't know if they, you know, were preempted for basketball or something. What was the garb this year? He, I don't know no, what the no hell he had on. He, he had like a, it looked like he was like dressed as a Turkey, but it was a weird costume. It almost, I almost couldn't tell what it was. It was very bizarre. I got to find this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look on their Twitter. So we are going to do our Exit 52 Starting 5 Draft presented by Fed Thrill. <laughs> Turkeys, what is that? I, I don't know. Here, thanks. This is great listening. <laughs> I mean, what is he in that? It's very I, bizarre. And the yeah, hat is weird. The hat looks like he's going to the Preakness. He's a turkey the caption, and a pilgrim or something. The, the caption yeah. is Tony's turkey costume looks like blank. Oh, they did their like turkeys turkey. today. They did their turkeys oh, today. Oh, no. Official. I didn't see it. I thought I turned on the show and didn't mm-hmm. see it. Um, I guess they did it early because yeah. I had it on late. Normally, they do it near the end of the show. Two hours ago, at they said tune in at 530 Eastern to watch our turkeys of the year. Oh, mm. horrible. I wonder if they're rerunning. I'm looking it up right now. They got, they're going to throw it on YouTube or something. Yeah, you they'll find it. it. Also, yeah. kind of depressing. Only they have 1.1 million followers, 59 likes on that tweet. Yeah, I don't know if it resonates in the social media. Sphere. It should. You would think it's Tony. Yeah, Uncle Tony. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Tony needs to be on social. Tony, I love him. Turkeys of the year. RDT, you have the first pick. I have the second pick. Banks, you have the wraparound to open the draft. Start it off, RDT. Your number one turkey of the year. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would love to trade this pick. Um, interesting. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'll take an easy one. We'll we'll go Kyrie. Cat, he's on my he's list. Just, yeah. oh, he's just on my list. He's just a turkey. I mean, <laughs> sorry, you don't like my people, Kyrie. Half of my people. Oh. There know. it is. Well, it's like, I mean, you could pick him for a couple different reasons. 
but he's had a he's had a he's had a difficult year. That's for sure. He's these had a difficult Duke. decade. Yeah, these I fucking mean, Duke people, man. LeBron carries yeah. him to one championship, and the guy thinks he's just like you know. Mm-hmm. Harry did make a significant shot, Matt. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure, he did. But I don't know. Kyrie sucks. He's and, and like it stinks because I was talking to a buddy over the summer, and it's like he's arguably one of the top three like finishers at the rim ever. Like you know, like he's getting, also has amazing. He's oh. an amazing handle. He has such a good handle. And then yeah, but then it's it's and then you know he just opens his mouth and you're like Turkey's the year. I don't give a fuck about his handle. No, I'm just saying that that's what makes it. It does. I agree with RT. That makes it worse. He's so unlikable that you mm-hmm. can't enjoy anything about his game because you just hate him when you're watching him. It's yep. it's he should be like a very exciting player. It's the reason why he sold so many shoes initially. Like mm-hmm. I think he was a guy that people resonated with, like kids resonated with because he's fun to watch play. He's six two six three. Dribbles around, he, he makes step backs. Uncle Drew was a very good advertising. Australia. But yeah, he stinks. He was very high on my list. Very yeah, high on my list. He's my number one overall seed. So congrats, Kyrie. You stink. Good pick. Gobble gobble. Um with the second pick, and I would have taken this guy number one overall. So I'm I, but Kyrie's a, a certainly a, a a worthy number one. I'm taking Kanye West. Absolute Jabron in all Come ways, on. shape, or form. Uh, he d- is deservingly getting canceled right now. He is getting all of the. By the way, Karma is a cat. Karma is a fucking cat, and Karma is destroying Kanye West on behalf of our Queen Taylor Swift. Everything about this is great. He's a bad guy. He's been a bad guy for a long time. People keep taking his side, and now absolutely gotten sent to the wolves, losing all the money. See a see a Kanye, you turkey. 12 years ago today, he released My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Freaking unbelievable album. He's just ruining it. He's just that ruining is, all his incredible music. That album is Kyrie's finishing at the rim and handles. That album is has no skips. But no, he, he is a turkey. An absolute turkey. So it happy was, to have it was happy one, to pick him. It was 1A, 1B with, with me and him. Those are the first two people I wrote down. Yep. Happy to pick him. Thanks. I have a number of things on my board where you could like take multiple people or persons and like it's like it's a matter of who I want to single out in terms of a given thing. So I'm going to take Jimmy Haslam, owner of the Cleveland Browns, absolute mm, uh, turkey good, for good trading trade. for Deshaun Watson. I forget what the exact trade was. Was it two first round picks? And Something. More than anything, giving him a fully guaranteed gigantic contract for a player that hadn't played in a year because he had, well, we don't have to dive into the allegations, but the allegations are the allegations and things continue to come out. And as they continue to come out, they say, oh, you know, we're behind this guy. We support this guy. He's been a great guy. I don't basically, I don't care what you're telling me in terms of your investigations and numerous and numerous Victims coming out and saying what they're they're saying. I just the Browns, the way they handled that entire thing was just absolute turkery. Is that a word? It was Turkish. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So um Jimmy Haslam. And you could make didn't have him, but it's a good pick. 
I thought you said Jim Hazlitt at first, and I was like, oh, oh I didn't no. think he's done anything too bad. But, but Jim Hazlitt. Yeah, they um, XFL coach. Like you could, Deshaun Watson also kind of a turkey, but like he was, he's been a turkey for a long time. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to like nail it down to this year, and I think like, okay, bad guy, like tons of evidence, bad guy. It's it's like worse to have evidence and be like, that's my guy. Like it's unbelievable the way that they they handle that entire thing mm-hmm. and they like somebody like that you shouldn't have to have like trade all these first round picks like they mortgage their entire future for a guy they weren't sure was going to see the field anytime soon for them and he's you know serving this long suspension and um i think it's wildly ambitious to think that he's just gonna show up on the field after not playing for a year and three quarters and do anything impactful this year and he may not next year or ever again like you take that much time off like you're talented enough like maybe mike vick he kind of found it after a couple of years of being back but like was he really the same i mean there were some flashes there was like one season maybe but like not a franchise quarterback long term after that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. jimmy hassan's a turkey got another pick on the wraparound i'm taking phil mickelson Big time turkey this year. Gigantic. Yeah, he, was, he was on my list. He started, I mean, he kicked it off in January. That was Riviera, um, where his comments spilled out about um the whole thing with Live Golf and how the Saudis and all the all that stuff. This is kind of turning into a very like semi-political turkeys of the year, but like it is what it is. Um it's not going away. Turkeys go. Yeah, like Phil Mickelson saying what he said and then going back and forth about whether he said it, like not really apologizing it for it whatsoever, then disappearing and then joining live golf, which, Hey, like, you know, a lot of people did it and, you know, I wouldn't really commend it or support it, but uh, a lot of people got paid a lot of money to do it. So like some people, I don't knock it, but the way Phil went about it, um, huge Turkey, huge, huge Turkey. Good pick. Phil's like, Phil was a connoisseur this year and killed a lot of his legacy of being a fan favorite by doing what he did, mm-hmm. taking Especially the money. Coming off of like a PGA Championship last August, or and what he and what he said that, about but... and what he said about the situation was just so uninformed most of the time. It was big so day for him today, though. Yeah, big win for him this yeah. morning. But his squad yeah, got a big huge, win. Huge win at five a.m. this morning. <laughs> um, good. I like all. I've liked all those picks so far. Um, I'm taking a guy. He'd probably be taking a lot of years on this list. I'm taking Vlad Putin. Got to get him on here. Invaded, invaded Ukraine. Can't do that. You, you just can't go in there and, and try to take down a sovereign nation essentially for no reason. I think we all understand that. We all get that. We all understand that. Um, so, and, and to be honest, if we're going to take it a step further, if you're Russia, you, if you're going to go in there, you got to go get the job done. And Ukraine is just put them <laughs> put them in a, in a pretzel. So, you know, just, just, you know, more fight, more, more tact, more strategy, more, more, more dog in them, more, more character. And so, you know, something that's become, you know, obviously the dominant political storyline of the year uh, worldwide and has affected a whole lot of things and continues to be a very hot topic with the stuff that happened with the missile last week. You're right. This is becoming very political. Uh, Vlad's Vlad's a turkey. Vlad thinks he's Vlad thinks it's 1985 for you know 79. He thinks he's just gonna have Russia as you know global superpower. And he's gonna roll into former Soviet republics and or Soviet you know occupied places and and take him down. And Vladimir Zelensky and 
the Klitschko brothers and the Ukrainians were just like, nah, nah, fam. See ya. Didn't didn't one of the Klitschkos date Hayden Penetier for like a long Correct. time? Correct. Yes. Yes. Man, imagine if she if they were married and she was like on the front she line. She was just in Ukraine, yeah. She's in Ukraine. <laughs> She's there to like remember the Titans all over again. She's standing up yelling on the bleachers. Yeah. <laughs> so take 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 a lap, Vlad. You're a turkey. You're a turkey. You stink. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that one. Yes, we can. That was on my board. Mm. We do. We disavow. Putin. And you, you, you laid out the reasons perfectly as well. Because when I was thinking about my explanation for for Putin, it was going to be just as much about him going into Ukraine and just getting kind of pushed around the ring a little bit. Absolutely pushed around the ring. Yeah, pushed around the ring. Oh, I'm just going to. Oh, the, the country will fall it's in like, 48 hours. He does like 25 years of of flexing muscles and riding on horses shirtless and and. Scoring, scoring 11 goals, goals and like, yeah, doing his Putin <laughs> yeah. thing. And then yeah. when it comes, when push comes to shove, he's pretty much a nobody. Yeah. Well, now, now I will don't say, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, no need to, you know, put other, you know, type of things he can do with his arsenal on the table here. But I mean, Vlad, yeah, he got pushed around the ring and, you know, shout out to, shout out to the Ukrainians. What yeah. a battle. Yep. Heroes of the year. RDT, you have two. I'm going to go Coach K. What a turkey going out the way he did. What a fucking turkey. Like, I mean, and you can have your pick. You can have the senior (laughs) night with his, like, the speeches after. I mean, that was unbelievable. And what did he say to the crowd when he's like, no, no, shut shut up. Don't, no, no. Like, that whole thing was great. Um and then, and then, like, fast forward three weeks later to them losing in the final four. Was it final four, Elite Eight, or just final in the four. tournament? Was it final, it was final four? four? Yep, tough. just it tough. was the late yeah, game, too. Yeah. They really like propped it up and put it on. Yeah, they Saturday lost to the Duke again. I mean, he lost to Duke twice, he, or he lost to UNC twice. UNC won the two biggest games of the series in the last 100 years. He's under 500 against them in his he, career now. He walked out. He walked out of the school. Say what you want. I mean, I'm an amazing legacy for Coach K. Tons of titles. He walked out of the he walked out of the school with the rival having the, the, two of the great one ups, uh, 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 an incredible two ups. And it's not like it was Roy Williams doing it. You know, it was Hubert Davis. No offense to Hubert Davis. Hubie D. Hubert Davis. Hubie D. I mean, it's Hubert Davis, who earlier in the year people thought was going to get fired. Thought they were going to get fired. They were, they were, they were thinking of replacements for the guy. Now he's got the number one team in the country. Former wizard, great. I mean, unbelievable. It's just a tough way to, for Coach K to go out. I think he's and just then a to have a program that really does it the right way, like Kansas, win the title after that is just you know. <laughs> <laughs> just this should have gotten on the cake. It wasn't on my board, and it absolutely should have been number one on my board. It, this is this is a great pick. It's Coach K. I mean, it's just. Again, yeah. like like I, that senior night over and over, I replay that in my head all the time. Like that awkward speech and his grandkids and mm. just, just gobble gobble, baby. You like that's that. when I think of a turkey, I think I think Coach K. So good to see him going. Um, my next one will be. Oh, I think I can get him later. Um, I'll go whoever didn't vote for Brandon Hyde manager of the year. Clowns, all of them. Clowns. The voters. The voters. The voters, the media, the big <laughs> The J's. nameless, faceless voters. Someone, I think, who was it? Someone, I think, had compared 
to what he did with the Orioles this year as like riding a bicycle while juggling chainsaws on fire, which I think is pretty accurate. And there were people who were like, ah, no, you know, Tito, Tito deserved it more. So I don't have time to get into it with the whole city of Cleveland again. Those annoying fucking midges. But oh boy, I I said it during the ALDS. Cleveland sucks and they're annoying. But they sold at the deadline. Like when you talk about a team and their what their true expectations and their trajectory of where they are as a franchise in terms of their rebuild and everything like they sold. So that should tell you everything you know about what the team was supposed to accomplish. And then you look at what it was 83 and 79. Yep. Beautiful season. No, no, I would, I was told though by, by Cleveland fans and even some Oriole fans that just because the Orioles were bad last year, that doesn't mean that this is more impressive. That just means that he did a shitty job last year. That That's what I was told. I was also told that, Cleveland was the youngest team in baseball and no one had predicted them to win, but they won 80 games last year and the Orioles were the fourth youngest team in baseball. So, all right, Cleveland. Good. You're on, you're on this list twice, basically. So fuck off, buddy. Brandon Hyde should have been, should have been manager there. Not that it, not that it matters. Doesn't matter in the, in the grand scheme of things like Putin and you know, all that other stuff, but anyone who didn't vote for, my manager of the year. Um, good pick, good picks. Uh, this has been a, a I've disagreed with no picks so far, and I I think this is a, a it's a recent one. It's a clear one. I'm taking Ticketmaster. Yep, yep. I'm you have to get ticket. You have to get Ticketmaster here. I don't think it's getting back to me. Um, just just such a total disaster for the Swifties out there just trying to figure out a way to get in the ball game to get some tickets. Like not even, you know, not everyone's getting tickets at face value. There's only, there's a finite amount of tickets, but for to for the self-proclaimed self-proclaimed master of said tickets for them to not be able to build a system that doesn't crash every single time there is high demand for the queen of the world, Taylor Swift, and her performances, something has to be done. And Taylor's statement about it, it was like getting attacked by a bear. And she is going to decentralize this shit, and she is going to build her own ticket platform. And we're just going to build – we're going to we're gonna buy tickets off SwiftTickets.com next time. Taylor Tickets. Tickets from Taylor. It's a joke. Get a right, Ticketmaster, and then for Ticketmaster CEO to come out and be like, "Oh, it's because she hasn't performed in three years," and blah 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 blah. Don't come on. What a bad. I don't know who's doing PR Ticketmaster, but that's a terrible move. You can't attack the artist. That's who people care about. People don't care about your company until they're paying forty five dollars in service fees to pay for their tickets to the nosebleeds. You stink, Ticketmaster. You've always stunk, and something needs to be done. There's gonna I'm be a seeky fight. guy. I'm a I'm a I'm a everybody else guy besides ticket. And and by the way, this Ticketmaster's always been bad. Like this Ticketmaster, and everyone knows Ticketmaster. It's like it's a, a company no one ever wants to deal with, but you're just forced to deal with it. And I have a fire po- song written about Ticketmaster. Tick, by Ticketmaster Taylor. owes me $180 that has just been in the never for a month and a half from some tickets I sold. They'll be learning that they'll be learning that karma is also a cat, just they, like Kanye West at some point. They told me to take a trace number and I should go track it down and talk to my bank about where that payment is. It's like, no, you have the $180. Your system literally says payment pending. I'm the one inconvenience. I shouldn't have to lift a finger to get my money. 
fucking ticket. It's my year. money and I want it now. I need it Correct. now. Correct. Such the worst. Just the worst. I I honestly almost took it too. Just terrible. I also almost took it in my, my first round of picks. Just atrocious. Thanks. I kind of thought that you would have a better a better rant about it, so I kind of left it be. So that's fair. It's good for the show. That's just good production. Yeah. Um we don't I, talk about the picks beforehand. This is <laughs> this is another one where I could take a couple different things, but I'm right now I'm a, I'm taking Zach Wilson. Because what he oh was yeah right yeah and he was on mine yeah turkiness he is absolutely turkeying all over the place right now this play obviously is is what it is I mean he's not the first quarterback to come out and stink but for him to come out and say that some of the things that he said post game and then not followed up with any of the right things is a joke and you know they their football team that has potential to do some things. Some people are even painting that they could contend or something that, I mean, that's not true. Um, And some people are making their defense out to be like an all time defense or something like they're good defense, good defense, but they're not like world beaters defensively. Anyways, Mm -hmm. they played pretty decent with Joe Flacco in there and they have a guy who's gone out and done things. So if they want to put it together, they're still in position to go and, at least try to make the playoffs here or like make something of their season. They have a guy to go, go do that with. And if you want to buy into the idea that they're defense first and, you know, ball possession and, you know, throw 25 times a game, like Joe Flacco's your guy for that. You know, like they're probably offensively doing a lot of things with all of these like governors in check, like in order to try to like conceal and protect Zach Wilson's psyche as a young quarterback and also try to do some things to help develop him or whatever. Like you could put Joe Flacco in and you can just say, Hey, we're going to go try to score. And we know what this guy's capable of, what he can do. Here's what we can do with him. Let's go out and try to accomplish that. Like, so that's where I was like, Oh, I could even take Robert Salah, but no, right now it's until Zach Wilson, like says something that is the right thing to say. He's the bigger Turkey without question. He's yeah, he he's he's and the worst part is they finally had some good vibes there. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, like maybe we're not a disaster. No, they're the Jets. I, I had they're just I, it's the same old Jets. I had anyone who thought Zach Wilson was good. Cause yeah, yeah I I'm, mean I, here here's the thing. Yeah, he stinks. Based on what Salah said this week, they're gonna move on from him. You have he, to. He, he that ended his career there, essentially. Like I'm not committing to this guy as a starter. Like if he's your future of your team and you figured it out, the number two pick the in scenes, the draft. He's he's done. He will not be the quarterback there next year. It would you, be stunning. You move him. You move him. You you go and get Derek Carr. I kind of like Robbie Salah too. I think he's pretty good. I, I, I like him. I like him. Yeah. Your 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 comments though about what he said and everything, and that was obviously the big thing. You just compare what he said to, and again, everyone's doing this to, to what Justin Fields said. Where he was like apologizing to the defense in the locker room after after the game with a with a dislocated shoulder, and a guy's been playing his ass off the last five six weeks, you know, being like, "Hey, this one's on me." And then you got Zach Wilson, pretty boy in a headband, being like, "Nope, I didn't do anything wrong." So yeah, he's he is rubbing everyone the wrong way. He is just, I mean, he's killing his career. And and again, he's just, I don't think he's very good. 
And like you said, they got a guy back there who can sling it and they got it. They got a starting quarterback who they picked number two overall who can't hit a check down, you know, so he's bad. It's a good pick. You got another one. Yes, I do. Um, I'm going to dip my toes back into the political sphere here a little bit. Let's go. And I want to be clear a little bit. I want to be clear that I'm not taking him or his year or whatever, but I'm taking Joe Biden for falling off his bike. <laughs> Joey B. Bike. Uncle Joey? So, all right, let's lay out the, the scenario a little bit. All right. Oh, let's call, man. Let's call a spade a spade. doesn't matter what side you're on. We you know what to the, the election back. of him being elected was. It was, here's a guy, and then here's anybody, and we're going to run them against each other, and we're going to try to make the anybody win, all right? And anybody in this scenario is obviously Joe Biden. So Joe Biden goes and wins the election. He's He just turned Quote, 80. Unquote. He just turned 80 the other day. Like, I don't want to go on an attack on our president, but he's <laughs> there. there have been sharper minds at given points in time than anyways anyways his job was just to kind of get the guy out of the office so he's in the office and and his opposition thinks he's a pea brain and that he's you know a rotting brain that just can't think of anything and so his one job is just kind of be propped up and just be there for appearances and look the part so the one thing you can't do is go on a bike and <laughs> fall directly off of it the way he did he just can't do it like he's got i know he's his job is like the toughest job the biggest job the most powerful job on the planet but when you think about in the big scheme of things for what the one side wants him to accomplish it's really for him to just be there and just don't look like an old fart and you couldn't look like more more of an old fart than he did in falling off his bike there shout out rehoboth Just it was a, a tough look. It's a tough look. It's a tough look. We didn't need our guy going down there. That's not yeah, the it's a bad look for America. It's a bad yeah, look for it, America. It, it would have been bad for any of them. It's yeah. so funny though, because the first episode of the West Wing is um is um Jed Bartlett falling off his bike. Yeah. History repeats itself. Yeah. Yeah. I think he falls off his bike. Is it a bike accident? I think that's what it is. He does something of the sort. Is. Such a good show. Rewatching right now. Uh, let me get back to my list. Did not expect Biden to get taken in this draft. I will say that, but th- I forgot about the bike thing. <laughs> uh, two play, ah, a couple ways I could go here. Ah, I'm getting this guy because because I I've never been there. I'm I'm taking Novak Djokovic. Oh, Novak Djokovic. Excuse me. He's on my Zing. list, and I wasn't sure what to call him a turkey for this particular year. He's just a general turkey. So he's just like, a he's just a turkey. Novak <laughs> is a turkey. Like he starts, you know, he started the you know the COVID Central Tennis League, you know, back during that, <laughs> and everyone got COVID. And then this year, he's like fighting to get into Australia and the U.S. And it's like, bro, like get a vaccine. Like it's okay. Doesn't get one. Whatever. You know, he's he's naturally immune or whatever since having it, I guess, but he's just got to be on my team. He's just generally always a Turkey to me. The worst part about him. And here's a, another, a little bit of a hedge. He then gives like the speeches after he wins Wimbledon and he comes off as very likable a lot of the time, but he just cannot separate it from his massive turkiness. So he's a bit of a, a, a of a, 
a turkey two a two faced turkey. He just stinks. So I'm getting Novak's on my team. It's a good pick. He's a turkey. Artie. He just won the ATP finals though. He did, and he's he's yeah. gonna be he's back and for that, Australia. He got a and, he got a visa, so he's gonna be back in all of them next year. I was so. talking tennis. Yeah, God, we do we do low key. Are you a tennis guy, RDT? Nah, not really. I mean, I will watch me, it. Me and Banks kind of low key tennis guys. Yep, I would say it's a fun gamble. Which yeah, sports books tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, t- I think we're gonna talk about that in the Nick Cannon medley. It would I, I would may think. give may give away a pick. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson and the SB voters. I'm going after every everyone who votes for awards. Clay Thompson I, winning come comeback player of the year over Trey. Oh, uh, okay. Turkey. It's These, the SBs. I mean, voters. what do you want? I know. It's just like it's the manager of the year. I'm fine with it. It's whatever. But it was also who was the other who was the WNBA player? Diamond? No. Um, the lady who had she had like a tumor too. I, yeah, I can't remember her name. It's it it's was, in it, there somewhere. It was a heart wrenching story, but it's like. Clay, dude, you tore your Achilles and you tore your ACL. Like, we're not, we're don't miss me with that sob story shit, buddy. Like, you're a loser. You're a bum. Warriors stink. They're not wow. as bad as the Lakers, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So again, the SB voters, whoever it is, I don't even, know. I don't care who votes for it. Um, them and Clay Thompson, and then my my last one, Aaron Boone, Turkey of the Year. <laughs> Just the fucking, I mean. Born with a fucking silver spoon up his ass. And, and you know, they're going to win 158 games, and it's the greatest team that's ever been assembled, and Judge is going to hit 88 home runs, and, and you know, this is going to be the year for 28. And then he pisses down his... Did I mute him? Sorry, I yeah. think I got <laughs> muted somehow. Sorry. Um, so, so... Well, I was trying to figure out how to kick you, but I can't figure that out. So they're gonna I, win, you know, 158 games and win. I'm all still trying to. I'm still trying to figure that out. Though. Win everything, and then they just piss down their leg like no one has pissed down their leg before in the second half. They, I they can't just your get co-host. steamrolled. Damn it, steamrolled in the ALCS. I mean, how really the heck do I get you it. out of here? How do no I get you out? Fight? No, nothing. They couldn't do a damn thing. And Booney is just, just excusing himself away again. If that guy hits a double. Instead of a home run, he's working at a fucking Kinko's right now. Like, I mean, that's horrible. All right. Okay. I've had enough sucks. of that. He he's sucks. a baseball man. He's always he been a good baseball a man. Turkey. He's a great communicator. He's and all the, the guys, third want, best all baseball the guys want to come family. back and play for him. He's not he, Rizzo's already Brett resigned. Over Aaron Boone. Kiner Falefa's already resigned. And it's just a Bum. matter of time. And it's just a matter of time before the judge freaking come to order or whatever the heck. All rise. Listen. Listen, it's just a matter of time before he resigns. It's just a matter of time before he resigns. If I get, if I ever get any more shit for being a Titans fan on this podcast, I want to, I want to bring this part back up where Taylor is full on fellatioing the Yankees right now. I want, I want that on the record. I want that on here. Oh, he's getting, he's, I know exactly what he's doing right now. Is he putting on his pinstripes? He, he yeah, basically. All right, we're screenshotting this bad boy. Gonna hold on yeah, to this one. There's no one doing this one. <laughs> wait, wait, can you do that again? Nope. Booney. Oh well, okay. It's not even like we don't have this recorded or anything. <laughs> loser. I, I'm, I'm, loser. Fine going with Boone. 
I'm fine going. I would root against Booney, obviously, against, for the Orioles. I'm an Orioles fan through and through. But I have become through uh, this is this is pinstripe taylor this is this is (laughs) this is i am an aaron boone guy i've become an aaron boone guy it's one of the great bits that i've come up with to make my pal ben kessler absolutely miserable giant yankee fan i've just become an aaron boone apologist and i will continue to do that on the show because i'm not a fraud and i will do it in all spaces aaron boone got screwed by by cashman bring in some more players need some more talent Need more talent. It's not he, his fault. The guy can't runs this year. Can't win the can't win a baseball with one player. Just ask Mike Trout. I would, um, I would rather have Brandon Hyde <laughs> over um, Aaron Boone. You know, you know, in a do or die one. Like, let me tell you what I'd love. I love Brandon Hyde. I, if it doesn't work out, would love to see Aaron Boone in the Camden Yards dugout. I yeah, think maybe he can sell hot dogs. Maybe yeah. He oh, stop! And by the way, I have a little respect for Kinkos, which I don't even think exists anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say Kinkos. Is Those are like FedEx stores. Right yeah, that's horrible yeah, for Kinkos. And, yeah, good. The, then he won't have a job. I have a lot of negative things to say about um, a lot of businesses that are over in that Southside Marketplace, but the UPS store that's over there is <laughs> lovely. The staff there is got lots of energy. They're so what is this congenial? Yeah, <laughs> I, it is true. That Southside Marketplace continues to have horrible businesses, but oh, but I, that's good to hear. It around. Um, How did we get uh, here? Is that is it going to be a giant? Oh, it's a giant. It just opened. Oh, just okay. Okay, I hadn't been over there. Yeah. So and we're getting a five below. So there, that's cool. good. And Southside Diner is good. It is great. Ah, That's five, great. Bo- five below does. Five, I, 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 whoa, I'm too bougie whoa. for five below. Whoa, five below is my dad's biggest client. So, so there's some. No, you said I, 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 I need to spend more than five dollars for things to feel alive. Yeah, is that my dad's a lawyer? I'm fine so. with five below. I've been to the five below. I've been to the five below in uh, shout out, in, shout out, in Zany, Brainy. Zany Brainy as well. You remember those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also one of my dad's biggest clients back in the day, right? But fuck Aaron Boone. Gobble. I can't wait to I can't wait to go to that giant. Um, one more pick for me. Uh, after the clown show that I just had to deal with there. <laughs> oh man, simp. Okay, you need to you need to calm down. I uh, do I go full circle on this guy and really? Throw in my new opinion about him. No, I think this is more fun. I'm taking Will Smith. What a joke. Ruins is big, the biggest moment wow. of his life. Mm. Yeah. And I'm a big Will Smith guy. Welcome to Miami. I've been Wiki Wow me. Wiki Wiki Wow. Wiki Wiki Wow. Getting jiggy with it. Nah, 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 nah. Always we, we did Will a Smith. starting five of Will Smith things. I forgot yeah. about that. Wiki Wiki Wow. Wiki Wow. Wiki Wow. Wad Wad West. Jim West. Desperado. Rough Rider. <laughs> Rough Rider. Oh, yeah, you, you can't go slap Chris Rock. You can't do that at the Oscars. Go, go, go talk to the guy after. Let's be a little mature. He's like a five-year-old. I know he insulted your wife. Like, or I mean, whatever. Him and Jada are, which just seems to be up for debate. Um, <laughs> allegedly. I, 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 yeah, I just have to get Will. I have to get Will in the squad. I'm more that's, disappointed that's... in Will Smith because I like Will Smith and I've always liked all, I love Fresh Prince and it's a show I've seen every episode of and Whatever, I'm taking Will. Yeah, yeah, he's by the way is in a movie this year. He may be nominated for Emancipation on Apple, which I think comes out in a few weeks on Apple TV Plus. He's like apparently amazing in it, and he can't attend, but he could be nominated. He's also a producer on the movie, so he could oh, be nominated for Best Picture he, and he, Best Actor. 
He can't attend because he lost his what? The um, the he withdrew from the academy. Right. Yes, that's what it or is. resigned from the academy. So he, he can't. Resigned. He's banned for ten years, I think, from the ceremony. But he can still be voted for for us. What a what an organization! The the uh, motion picture film or whatever they're called, Academy is just ban him from the ceremony. He can still win awards. It's all about the art. We don't want to. We don't want to penalize everyone else that makes a Will Smith movie. What a weird. What a what a weird business. But yeah, big Willie style on the team. Finish it off, Banks. I'm taking Jason Lockenfora as long as he's on the airwaves here in Baltimore. He's going to be a turkey of the year. Damn it. Well, you had to get your Aaron Boone ran off RDT, so you couldn't take that. So, karma's a cat. That's Brady in the sixth again. Go ahead, Banks. That's it. I mean, that's that's the entire <laughs> rant. Like, I he's had peak moments of of turkey behavior, and he hadn't didn't really have like a seminal one this year, but he will continue to be a turkey of the year on on my draft board as long as he continues to get a microphone here in Baltimore. He's been quiet lately too. I feel I haven't seen him at all. I do have him muted on Twitter. But I haven't it's like stuff will still like been a little more maybe, maybe maybe that's why you haven't seen him. Yeah. No, well, but like stuff he, will leak through. Like stuff the will CBS stuff. He's out at CBS, so now he's a Washington Post guy. That's true, yeah. Hate that's the turkeys that's the turkeys of the air. RDT took Kyrie Coach K, the voters, uh, Clay Thompson, and uh, this last pick's redacted. Uh, I took Kanye West of Vladimir Putin, um, Ticketmaster, Novak Djokovic, and Will Smith, and Banks took Jimmy Haslam, Phil Mickelson, um, Zach Wilson, Joe Biden, falling off the bike, and Jason Lacanfora. Uh Great draft until the 13th pick. Um, and then after the 13th pick, it was good as well. Uh, honorable mentions for me. Um, Antonio Brown, um, on my board. did have Deshaun, did have Deshaun Watson on there, but he took Haslam, so I think we we covered that ground. Um, I had lived golf as an organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whippy mm-hmm. Goldberg, another person RDT that um, you know, you should not be a big fan of. Really, <laughs> There's a couple of them who, who <laughs> yeah, are big, we, who are big fans of me. So we had a tough, we had a tough, we had a tough year for that. Yeah, um, had a rough one. Um. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard just didn't care. Oh, that was this year. Clowns. That was this year. Yeah. Oh no, man. No, I. I'll. I'll do. I'll one up you. The people who cared about the trial, like who that's were fair. live tweeting. Yeah. It, those yeah, people were worse yeah. than Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Fuck that. Yeah. Get out of here. Um, I had a late breaking one. Uh, the guy that just got ousted, Bob Chapek, as the CEO of Disney by the guy that he replaced, yeah. Bob Iger, just came back and said, "Well, absolutely, see, yeah, that's a tough beat to <laughs> to lose to the guy who succeeded." Um. And I would like to also comment that I'm showing restraint by not putting another person that I constantly talk about on the show as a turkey. I don't believe he is a turkey. I don't believe he is a turkey. Mr. Trout, you're not a turkey. Wow. Big, big. That's big of you. Yeah. Hmm. Who do you guys have? Um, I had uh, George Washington. The the dollar is worth less than ever. (laughs) (laughs) Bad year. Bad year for the dollar. Yeah, that's fair. Really all of them. All of the currencies, but Washington is the guy that he's he's the he's yeah. the base of it. There's back in every president tonight. <laughs> I got Tom Brady for on, retiring on and the, then unretiring, and then just getting absolutely tossed on the street and kind of playing poorly and making the whole comeback look pretty like like a waste of time. Good one. It's a good one too. Uh, I was surprised um, that we just took FIFA or or Qatar. 
I was yeah, thinking about it. Like, yeah, Sepp yeah, like, I thought I about mean, it. That's, I, that's it, a yeah. 2006 or whatever year they it decided feels to too, do this. It feels too consistent that they're there every year. To, I, I'm trying to take it more specific to the year. That, that You could take that every year. It's like shit on the NCAA. Like you can always, you can always find a way to do it. Yeah, I mean, this year specifically, Joe's to World Cup in a country that's clearly not ready to do it and is has tragic human rights and the variety of other things wrong with what's going on. Which Fox is just doing PR for the tournament. I mean, they're not, they're not talking about any of the issues. But so, and then uh, my last one was Russell Wilson. Mm. Thought about Russ. Thought yeah, about Russ. Um, I had State of Maryland for dragging its feet. Just to get the sports gambling thing going. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, we're here now. So it's kind of like, I'll kind of kiss and make up. Um, <clears throat> for some reason, I don't know why. I just have the Turgenites. <laughs> <laughs> Tough luck. Tough year. More of that. Happened. Happened. It was technically the, last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. It was, it was last December. Year. Know, it was technically December. Yeah. But, but post, good pick. post Thanksgiving. Good pick, though. Good pick, though. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. just thinking earlier and I'm like, yeah, fuck those guys. Um, so them, and then and then Banks. I'll put this one on the T for you. The real, I mean, we know who the real turkey is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know, Taylor. Yeah. You know, we know. Do I know? Yeah, we know who the real turkey is. I don't know if I know. Where did oh. that joke originate? I don't know. I don't know. But PFT that's just one of those delivered. ones. It's just like he delivers every time. When they went to the turkey farm, that's <laughs> ah, so good. I don't know. I got maybe I'll get to the. I'll try and get to the bottom of that tonight. I'm not gonna sleep, so I'll do. A, I'll do some recon on that. Yeah, that's it though. Did you have any more turkeys, Taylor? No, that was it. That was it. Those were all mine. I I named them off. I I I wish. Sometimes it's just I'm sure there are ones that will like come to my head. Sometimes it's hard to like recap the whole year in your head. So I was trying to like rip them off. Yeah. I was like searching just like for things around the internet just to like jog my memory. Same. And I couldn't figure out what the right keywords were to kind of do I'm, that. I'm searching yeah. biggest I'm searching biggest turkeys of twenty twenty two and it's all hunting websites. It's all like, yeah. like mayor, <laughs> it's all mayors like pardoning their turkeys and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was Biden pardoning all your turkeys. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I wish I I know there's people that have like made comments this year that I thought were stupid and I just can't think of them right now. Yeah. Good draft though. I think we were we were we were kind of on the same page all there, which is fun. We're not we're not uh, quite there with PTI yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there, yeah. I'm gonna try to I, I'm gonna try to like write them down as I go through the year next year. I think that's my goal. So when we do this next year. We had like go. a midterm turkey of the year. Yeah, midterm. Yeah. Check up maybe a turkey of the year race. We got people vote every every uh week. Uh, <laughs> that's what they want thanks to, to thank you to be yeah that's 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 what to be locked into every Tuesday or Wednesday. Nick Kidder, Maryland person of the week. Um, I will go first. Uh, the World Cup has returned, and despite FIFA's best efforts, it's still a fantastic tournament. And uh, the U.S. with a disappointing draw to Wales yesterday, um, was kind of sad because I think they played a great first half really could have been in control and gave away a silly penalty, but still a chance to get out of the group and um, the world cup's fun. So I uh, wish it was, can't wait for the United States in four years. That should be fantastic. So as long as FIFA doesn't screw up the world game, but we'll see what happens. They have to draw on Friday, right? They have to. No, it's it not. Uh, no, they don't because they can, lose and then they just can't get beat big because they can lose, can lose and wales beats, Ar- 
Wales beats Iran and then England beats Wales, then they can run up the score on Iran and get their own goal difference. Or if, um, yeah, I mean, a draw on Friday would put them in tremendous shape. A draw is basically it's a win. It's a win. I think so because if you then beat Iran and get to five, it's going to be unlikely that Wales then comes out and beats England. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean they can still get to five too, I guess, if they beat Iran and then draw England as well. But yeah, draw. I think a draw would be then it brings England back into play too as a team that you could you could also finish out of. So, and then a win is a, a win is one of the great moments in the history of U.S. soccer. So. <laughs> Yeah, one of the group stage against England. Um, because then you're in the total driver's bigger, seat. bigger, bigger than the uh, didn't they tie draw Portugal? It would be bigger game. than that if they beating England would be way bigger than drawing Portugal. Yeah, I mean they had they were beating Portugal. They yeah, yeah, Portugal. they they they, they lost in the last moment of the game. Yeah, yeah, amazing ball from Ronaldo out from like 35 yards that he curled in. And they got headed in. So love the World Cup brings people together. It's fun. Makes people care about soccer for a little bit too. RDT. Uh, oh no! Uh, <laughs> I mean, you hate to see this lack of preparation. Uh, uh, we're just gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go short work weeks. I think this is the best work week of the year. The the week of Thanksgiving. Because it's just you got Monday, you got Tuesday. Tomorrow is basically half day, and then you're done. So. That's what I'm chalking it up to. Is my, my Nick Hainer medley short work weeks? Thank God, especially when you have a sick, when your daughter's been sick for a week, and now you're getting it, and she's been with you watching Shark Dog in the back of all your calls all week. We're done with that tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. Thanks. I'm gonna take the star of the show. I'm gonna take the the focal point. Of the Thanksgiving dinner, I'm I'm not going to stand here and stand for turkey slander from RDT. He's on Twitter just absolutely slandering the main attraction. Yeah, and listen, it's not good. I understand that the sides are of high value; they bring a ton to the table. And I'm not here also to say that turkey is like the best meat or the best this or the best that, but it's damn good, especially mm. on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. To me, if you disagree, you're whoever's making your turkey is just doing it wrong. Yeah, probably. That's my way to but look at it. A turkey is that is your offensive line that allows your quarterback and your skill position players to flourish. It's just if you have a great turkey, it's just that base of the meal that just really makes the whole thing go. I Broke couldn't agree with this more. I couldn't agree with this great comparison. It's an all pro. Couldn't agree with this more. And I, I like the other meats. Like I like a ham. I love a good ham. Yes, but who doesn't? Dude, I don't know. That's a great question too. But turkey slander, and it, so it was happening in the office today. So I'm glad you said this, Banks. I I I cannot stand for it. Uh, turkey is very very good. Get a good moist turkey. What, you want? What do you people, eat on Thanksgiving, RDT? People don't appreciate dark meat the way that they should. <laughs> and also, you go to the turkey as your your dad or whoever the man of the house is. You know, I'm not the man of the house. Is carving that that thing, and there's all kinds of little pieces to pick off of that that are the juicy, flavorful with your seasoning and all that good stuff. That's, I mean, that is primo turkey right there. Mm. Nah. We got. I, I'll go tenderloin. I'll eat the tenderloin on Thanksgiving. Uh, tenderloins are. A Christmas dinner type of tenderloin and prime rib. Do it on Christmas too, buddy. Yes. You you get you got um 
yellow Laffy Taffy in there too in that meal? Throwing some gravy on that? Bad <laughs> joke. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> turkey is so, turkey is so good. Can't wait for it. You're a turkey RDT. You're yep. maybe one of the turkeys of the year for this take. Yeah, many many people I think would agree with that. So I think we're okay with that. <laughs> Any honorable mentions? Kevin Willard. Yeah, I was going to give one to him too. Yeah, one to him that too. just seems easy. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, this I'm going to give an honorable mention to this week coming up in sports. Who, mama? World Cup, four games a day for the next week. You got Feast Week. There's like 60,000 college basketball games, a lot of good ones. Amazing NFL slate on Thursday. What's and, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's better. There's been better Thanksgiving slates, but it's still good. Um, Bills, 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 Lions, Cowboys, uh, Giants. Giants. Yes. And uh, Vikings, Patriots, Vikings. Yeah. That, it's, Patriots, it's pretty, Patriots, Vikings. It's good. It's good. It's pretty I good. Want, I don't want to watch Mac Jones. I don't want to watch Mac Jones on Thanksgiving. Seven and That's three Bills thing. against a frisky Lions team. I think that place will be going crazy. You got two seven and three teams in the Cowboys slot. There might be 70 million people watching that game. The NFL has got to be salivating. And then Patriots are good, and the Vikings are good, too. I don't think six the Patriots and, are good. They're 6-4. and four. I mean, they're yeah, a team they're that not, matters right now. Good. I, and I then the Patriots, people, like, people are going to root again for, for Novak's Kirk Cousins against the Patriots because of the Patriots. It's going to be electric. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson on, on, on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, I'm Except going Kirk against Slate. him in fantasy. Justin so that's not... Jefferson lead. It's really a really it's a it's a it's then you have Bengals Titans Sunday. You have the frisky Browns against the Bucks that are trying to stay ahead in the division. You have the suddenly life life filled commanders against the Falcons. It's kind of a fun the Panthers against the Broncos. All right, well, you're, one, you're selling in a game that commanders Falcons right now. Like we can no, I'm just saying I, in an NFL, a little bit <laughs> in an NFL in an NFL where everybody beats everybody. I mean, these are kind of fun games. What's going to happen with the Zach Wilson controversy against Justin Fields? Uh, the worst game of the day is Broncos Panthers, which not a single soul will watch Oof. other than other than Sierra. Um, and then, yeah, and then the rest of the, you know, it's Packers Eagles on Sunday night. By the way, did you see there was one of those like very obviously fake tweets that was like uh, breaking news? Like I'm told from multiple sources inside the Broncos locker room that Melvin Gordon was released today after playing nonstop future songs in the locker room after Russell Wilson had asked him several times to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then like there were people retweeting it being like, I don't know if this is real or not, but could you imagine? It's like fucking course it's not real, but <laughs> very funny to think about. <laughs> it's so good. Better very alive. Oh shit. Oh so, so in on my turkeys. Let me go to my list. You know, like we got a list for this. Um, who did I do last week? I don't think I highlighted it to mark it off. So let dead or alive tab on my handy dandy Google sheet. Um, I did. Did I do Richard Simmons last week? Yes. Uh, yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, I got it see. wrong. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, we'll go Bob Barker. He's live, baby. Yeah, he hasn't died yet. 
That would be that would be national news. There would be coverage of it like it was a press. Got to be alive. He would he's be 98. Front, he's 98. He would be laying in front of the the, would the wheel. Love for Bobby to get to 100. By the way, did this happen this year? Turkey of the year. That's a good point. People, people, people Magazine for putting out the Betty White turns 100 magazine. Then her dying a week later before that she was, got to 100. <laughs> that was like that was New Year's. I think that was New Year's Eve. It, I think year. it was yeah. January or something. Stunning. I think Stunning she died Turkey-ish. on New Year's Eve. Did I? I actually should have that on my list. Bad she died. Yeah, she died New Year's Eve. Yep. Yep. That's tough. Sad. That was Real. tough. Well, she's on the dead list. Yeah. Sad. Good one, Bob. Bobby. Get to 100, Bob. Would love that. Shout out, Bob. The price what is wrong, Bobby. Price That's is the wrong, best, Bobby. That's the best edited like line in any movie ever. It really is. <laughs> when it's on TV and he just goes, Bobby. Like, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> it's so great. That's the Exit 52 podcast for this Thanksgiving week. I think we can end the show by saying we are so thankful for all the listeners of this show, all the supporters of this show, all the people that have been in from day one or that are listening to their first episode this week. Very much appreciate the the ratings, the reviews, the tweets, the interactions on all the interactions on social media, all the people that see us in person and tell us they love the show. Uh, it means a lot, and we very much appreciate it. Did you see there was a very positive review left about the pandas, and someone uh, I think was trying to play you guys. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't see review. that. I think there was Did a challenge. Is it on iTunes or something? Uh, I believe oh, so. by the way. I- Great way to finish the show, mentioning the pandas, which we did not oh. talk about somehow. The Nick Cannon medley, another title that felt like weeks ago, but yeah, yeah, got it done <clears throat> five days ago. Three games on Thursday night, a frigid Thursday down, night. frigid Thursday night. I came in midway through the title game. Hard to play defense. Yeah, I wasn't out there for long, unfortunately. I think we but... gave up five runs per game in the playoffs defensively. Yeah. I mean, that's just you'll take elite cup in hand kickball. So what the pandas do? We lost in the flip cup final to a team that had been there for like four hours and was absolutely feeling themselves. So good, good, <laughs> fair, fair play to them for winning. They probably deserved it over us. Yeah, um, honorable mention the phrase "fair play." By the way, and just yeah, the, I... the, the sentence this morning from the like one of the first sentences one of the analysts said right after the game was like. Absolutely fair play to Saudi Arabia. And it's just that's just a sentence you're you're never gonna hear otherwise. Yeah, I fair play is a very fun thing to say. Um yeah, <laughs> the the pandas are one of the great, really one of the great wagons. 14. I will uh I can read the the review right now. It's from Littleton T or T Littleton. Okay. Pandas kickball, five star review. Pandas should look into playing in the kickball league of Baltimore. Thursday league on the turf at Patterson Park. Has some of the best competition. Love the pod. So wow, two hand or cup in hand? They did not say. Yeah, Littleton, shoot, shoot the. Uh, yeah, yeah, shoot us a, a DM, DM on the XV two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go out there, or we'll just play the champion of that league. Because our issue is Patterson Park's a bit of a hike for everybody on our team, but we would make it. We would figure it out something out, maybe. I mean, if so we shout go out, down and, and dominate that the District of Columbia as a whole, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've won the whole damn region. Um, so yeah, shout out to the squad. Obviously, Mr. Black here. Uh, Alex Carroll, Mike Myers, Keegan Long, Grace Bacon, Anthony Meek, Ryan Lee, Ian Bacon, Brian Gibbons, Jimmy Carr, Christy Fury, Cassie Mann, Kalajot, Ashley Wood, Alexis, Lexi Moore. Ooh. Big time. Did I mess her last name up? Mueller? M- Miller. 
Miller. Mil- is like that Bill. Miller? There's no way that's like Miller. Bill Miller. Bill right? Miller's. Oh, yep. sorry to laugh. Uh, how about that? She'll have her been saying, for me one time, buddy. I've been thinking Mueller the entire time. I've never heard her say Miller. Oh, interesting. Okay. She's quick to Chats. correct on it, too. Oh, so I've just never said her last name to her. Probably smart. That's probably me just not knowing how to pronounce things and just saying Lexi every single time. Smart move by me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and uh, Monica, PhD, sub player from a couple weeks ago. She also <laughs> gets, <laughs> That's right. gets, gets a piece of the title. That took me a second. Uh, yeah. Uh, so shout out to the squad. It's different every single year. Follow us at Pandas Win on Instagram. We have some teams making their own Instagram accounts. I mean, we're just trendsetters to Pandas. Just trendsetters. That's enough for this week's episode of the YouTube podcast. Like I said, from myself, Banks, and RET, very thankful for all the listeners. Follow us on all of our social media, the XV2 podcast. Follow Banks at Barstool Banks. Follow RDT at EDITTI22. You can follow me at Taylor Smith 10. Support all our sponsors, Jimmy Seafood, Fed Thrill, Thread Level of Midnight. Thankful to all of them. Little B continues to get up on. Big the hell of a swim move by Brian right there. Yeah, that was you know, a I'm great job of staying the screen. Hovering the mouse to stop the recording, and he's licking my index finger. So I <laughs> well, had to swim move him there. He's going to need to get out of there because that was the X52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood. <laughs> this is great.